0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Horror Vision Horror Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Ray. And we are in the Mission Tiki Drive-In Theater in Montclair, California for the first night of Beyond Fest 2020. And we just saw Brennan Cronenberg's second film, Possessor. Ray, what would you think?
1: I thought it was great. I uh, did too. Yeah. A lot of atmosphere. Um, he's uh, He's got a lot of great gravity to his films yes he's got a lot of great uh he really he really works on this not just the horror element but the sci-fi elements and uh really bleeds them all together yes he does absolutely yeah uh we were talking earlier um
0: so first of all props to beyond fest because this was just announced like a, a tickets went on sale one week ago today and it was announced like two days before that And they didn't give you the lineup or anything it was just like hey Thursday morning at 9 a.m. schedule and uh, ticket sales so I got a couple things so we're here for this we're gonna come back for Synchronic in about a little over a week we'll do one of these for that too so this is just a quick spoiler free reaction review Um, we were talking earlier about the fact that Brennan Cronenberg is one of these guys you know so first of all obviously his father's David Cronenberg and where there's this evolution with david Cronenberg's work where dead ringers is kind of the middle point that straddles both sides and before dead ringers you have this body horror b movie there's a little bit and i say this with love and not as an insult anyway like schlock or you know hokeyness nah, hokey is the wrong word but you know it's it's it remi- schlock or a lot of it reminds me yeah. of carpenter you know uh again i love carpenter so it's not an insult um and then on the other side you have this like Oscar guy with like yeah. Eastern Promises and History of Violence and Maps of the Stars and The Dangerous Method. And so I think his son has benefited from seeing this evolution in his father because his son seems to be a synthesis of both of those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. His son has seems to have the ability to take stories that would have been very early in Cronenberg's career uh, especially like if you've seen, I don't want to go into possessor, but if you've seen antiviral and the concept of, um, these, this celebrity culture where it becomes so obsessed with it, that you get diseases from celebrities yeah. and you uh-huh. eat this meat that is grown from, their from the genetic material of your favorite celebrity, thereby taking them. Um, it's the kind of thing that Cronenberg, the 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 father, would have tackled, but he would have done it with a lot of. I feel like a lot more gore, yeah. and a lot more of like icky factor, where you're just like, ugh. And there's there's an amazing um, subtlety. And, and restraint that Ed Brandon shows. And he infuses it with a lot more of emotional gravitas yes, than his definitely, father does. Definitely.
0: And, and, you know, that's interesting you say that now because I'm thinking before the tonight, before The Possessor started, they had a quick uh, clip from him introducing the movie. And it's been eight years since Antiviral came out. And... Mm. He said it took him eight years to make this movie. Wow. So, and I, I see that. I see a real, like a huge evolutionary leap. Like antiviral blows me away, right? Yeah. But I see a huge evolutionary leap as a filmmaker from that to this, where this is even less stratified. Like, I don't know. This antiviral definitely reminds me of, a, like you said, a, a more subtle uh, David Cronenberg movie yeah. and stuff he would tackle. This, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anything like this before everything That's about a good it point was, i mean because really the thing is is unique. that he's
1: even more how should i put it it's gonna sound bizarre because if you've seen antiviral you know how bizarre the statement is <laughs> but whereas antiviral has much more of a structured traditional
0: yeah definitely this did story
1: not. structure
0: this doesn't, it doesn't at this doesn't know this
1: this this is a lot more He's still telling a story, but it, you know, it's a lot more, it's a lot harder to pin down. Like this is the, be- well, this is the beginning, the middle, and the end, and this is the way it has to be told. Like, no, 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 this is the way I'm telling it. Yeah. And that's the way it's happening. And there's, you know, there's certainly moments that I'm going to be thinking about afterward yeah. where I, cause I'm, st- I'm still thinking about them now where, you know, I wonder, <sighs> you wonder what's happening and. I don't want to give any more weight than to say like you were under. He's kind of exactly what's happening and how the scene's progressing and how things are going. Um, and I think he's doing that on purpose. Yeah, I think definitely. he's doing that very well. Um, there's certainly people where that don't where there's there is no plot and you go Jesus, what is this? Yeah, like, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Whereas. He's giving you clues, he's giving you hints, and um, he's creating a certain amount of confusion, but I think he's doing that on purpose, and I think he's doing it with a purpose.
0: Too. It, well, and also, it it mirrors the state of mind, or, or like the confused yes. state the characters are in at some yeah. point, so it is kind of like you're yeah. down the rabbit hole a with good,
1: them. very good way to put it.
0: Um, and I would like to say, so Andrea Risborough, who most people know from Mandy, she's the lead. And then um, Jennifer Jason Lee and Christopher Abbott, it, it, just it, everybody in it does a great job those yeah. are kind of the three leads and and they just really knock it out of the park mm-hmm. and it's a very visceral movie oh, um yeah. I, I feel like he, he another thing that reminds and it's it's in antiviral as well and it, re, it relates back to his father and it's this like the flesh is meat there's a lot yes. of moments in these movies where I'm like, yeah. I just feel like, oh yeah, that's right, we're basically just meat, and they remind you of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is one of those movies where, when it's violent, it's really fucking violent, but not yeah, it, not in like a, a gun battle, like Fast and the Furious way, it's like... It's a very intimate violence, and so it's it really resonates in a way that's like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think another movie that, like, uh, is in popular culture that I think really surprised the shit out of people, and I remember seeing it and, like, them going, like, goddamn, that movie's really violent, uh, was the movie Drive. Yeah, that's, where I, I almost Drive said, like, has Drive, yes. quality of the violence is yep. just so... Honest and and brutal that and when people see it they go Jesus yeah. Christ that yep. movie's so violent and you're like you just saw some movie where like fifty people died and you didn't think it was that bad but then you like John John Wick or something and then you watch that and you yeah. go this is too much yeah and it's because they're not pulling punches because they're really trying to represent violence as it is and because of that you're like. Ah, <sighs> it's yeah. harder to take, like, yeah. and you know, Brandon definitely goes for that. He definitely and, goes for it. Good for him. And and, and it's cool because it resonates brave. with the characters too. Yes. Like, there's a
0: there's a early, the movie opens almost in the first ten minutes a violent act that's very visceral, and it stays with you, but it also stays with the character. You see, yes, the character. It, it you know like echoes through their mind and we see it visually on the screen and and it, it really flavors a lot of or, or influences a lot of what happens later so
1: that's a good point that's a good point I, I feel like there is there is there is an artifice in film that where sometimes you get where people you know violence happens and they just seem to Get right over it. Yeah, Yeah, it's disposable. It's done with. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, what happened? Moving on. But with his, with this film, even with Antiviral, like the violence occurs and it doesn't just happen. Like the, the, the people are are going through the. Uh, aftershocks of it, yeah, afterward. yeah, well, said. and and it and it resonates with them, and I think he does it very well. He does, he does it very yeah. well.
0: So okay, so that's uh, that's Possessor. I give it an A, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So two A's. Um, we'll be back, like I said, in a little over a week with a little short, non-spoiler review for Benson and Moorhead's Synchronic. And until then,
1: oh, I'm sorry, one little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little quick, uh, you know, shout out if you're. Uh, if you uh, are want to wanna check out drive-in, I say come out to Mission Tiki. Yes, it's a really cool place. It's a lot of fun. We were able to bring in uh, food and drinks with ourselves. Um, you, all you need is have a good stereo in the car, and you can listen or bring yep. a portable radio. There was a lot of people that were here, and they were all having a good time, and nobody was a ass or anything or headlights or anything like that they're doing
0: the cars in every other spot (laughs) so it's not you're not on yeah and you have to
1: you have to wear a mask when you go to the restroom or go to the snack bar but you you should be doing that anyway but you should be doing that anyway but you know it's it was a good time and like it was a you know it was an opportunity to get out and do something yeah right you know and it's honestly been months so when sean and i both were talking about days leading up to this we were both like a couple of kids waiting for christmas like i can't wait can't wait i can't wait to go out and see people again
0: so so yeah if you i mean it was like a 50 mile uh drive but really it wasn't that bad and if you're you know coming from you know south south bay la um so yeah i agree mission mission tiki or is it mission yeah mission Tiki. Tiki. yeah really cool (laughs) four screens big place and uh Five screens. Five screens.
1: Damn.
0: And one of them apparently plays Tenet nonstop. (laughs) So, just so you know, that's Christopher Nolan's personal screen. He's just just, uh, sitting on top of his Buick watching it. So, hi, hi Chris. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. So, anyway. So, yeah. Mission Tiki, Beyond Fest, thank you. And uh, I'm Sean. I'm Ray. And we're driving back to L.A. now. Yep. Ah.